0: Welcome to another edition of the Comedian's Table here on 93one CFISFM. i I'm your host, Brian Major. And for those of you unaware, uh, every comedy venue should or does have a table set aside for the comedians for us to sit around, hang out, chill, uh, catch up, gossip, etc. And that's what this is. It's just a bunch of comedians sitting around a table, chilling, catching up, BSing, gossiping, <laughs> what have you. <laughs> and... That's one of the... Other than performing comedy and writing comedy, that's my third favorite thing is to hang out with other comedians because I get to be myself and I don't have to worry about offending people. <laughs> and tonight my guests are...
1: Shannon Williams. And Sarah Jones.
0: So you two are contestants in the uh, the firm's comedy clash. That has already happened as <laughs> of this airing. Um, you had... Touched upon certain things that I want to go over. Um, How many, like, you, how long have you been thinking about getting on stage?
1: Oh, God. I've been thinking about doing stand-up comedy for probably a a decade, literally. Wow. Literally. It's just, I've been so afraid for so long. And I'm just, like I said, at the point where I don't know what I'm so afraid of. So... Yeah, it's been a long time coming.
2: (laughs) I also think that turning 30 uh, made me lose any cares. Same. Straight up. I started wearing
1: Crocs. Like, I love Crocs now.
2: You know, (laughs) my feet are actually too wide for Crocs, and I'm very sad about it. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. (laughs) Um, For me, I've been getting on stage a lot my whole life to do, like, open mics and burlesque and all these other performance things. Never gotten to act, though, and I'd love to do that. Um, But... I just had never like sat down and written jokes. And so when I thought of it, it was literally like a couple of weeks ago that I thought of doing comedy for the (laughs) first time. It never occurred to me. It was always, you've got to sing and play guitar or you got to sing better. Um, But now it's maybe I can just use my talking voice. I've also had a radio show for a long time as well on CFUR. And so I've always felt like I had an outlet to like, just say whatever I wanted to say. Say what you want to (laughs) say. Say what you need to say. (laughs)
1: And then the other thing, too, for me is, um, like, my sisters are, like, my older sister's a performer. She's done a lot of stuff on stage with um, Burlesque and a lot of the community um, events and stuff like that for, again, like, the last decade. So kind of just, like, watching my sister perform and, like, getting inspiration from her and just wanting to just do me finally. So, yeah, it's, like, I'm free. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs>
0: Are you guys the funniest person in your family?
1: Uh, Um, I'm close. My little sister's (laughs) got me beat, I think. She's a little bit more vulgar than I am, but we're both pretty pretty funny.
2: (laughs) I would say that my stepdad is like really unintentionally funny (laughs) because he just has such conviction in all of his wrong opinions (laughs) that I'm laughing my butt off all the the time time. Mm -hmm. Uh, but no I would say that I am like the snappiest Mm -hmm. person in my family like I'm the quickest on the draw so funniest is kind of closest to snappiest. What about you? Are you the funniest?
0: Oh god no. no. (laughs) Uh, I'm not talking about my immediate family I only have a a brother and a sister Okay, but I'm talking my extended family Mm -hmm. my cousins with a double Z (laughs) uh, (laughs) Cousins
2: C-U-Z-Z-I-N Yeah that's right
0: I think like there, I also know a lot of indigenous people that are funnier than I am. Oh, so and funny. And I'm like, why are you not on stage? Right? Why am I up there? I'm not <laughs> even that funny. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> I think it's just by nature. Um, like when you put I'm people- a middle child. I'm a middle child, too. That's totally a thing. I'm the younger child. Like, there's only two of us, so... Um, But I also think that people who have been put under pressure in terms of, like, they've been persecuted or they've experienced things in life that weren't exactly positive are the exact type of people who should be comedians because Mm -hmm. if you can't come out of like dark experiences laughing you're probably not coming out of them yes like period like people who've had that in their life like I was bullied my whole life for my size and I think it just made me funnier and made me have a better personality
1: yeah I agree I feel like when you are under a certain pressure in a dark place like People have always said laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> well, if you can't even laugh about where you've been or stupid things that you've done, um, or even just scenarios in general, like if you can't mm-hmm. kind of look back at them and have a little laugh about it, like I feel like that's part of getting past it. So Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that helps. <laughs> hmm.
0: I I had never before I started doing comedy, I'd never thought to do it.
1: Really? What like
2: what <clears> came <throat> to you? Like what was I was your forced moment? into it? You were forced into it. <laughs> Somebody was like, "You're funny." get yeah, up on stage. I, I
0: tell that all the time because it <laughs> always prompts the next. Like, like how? What? Like, how tell are me you the story. <laughs> uh, like I said, I got my start at the university. I took, a, I took a course called Indigenous Humor, and it wasn't a how-to course like people think it is. When I wait, when did I tell.
1: Don Burnstick teach the course?
0: No, oh, uh, Heather that. Harris. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. She didn't even teach it. It was like a. a not a seminar course but like there was a lot of discussion Mm -hmm. like she would just present a topic and we'd um some of us signed up for that week and we'd have to present on the topic and and then we'd discuss Mm -hmm. it as a group but at the end we had to do a performance and everyone either paired up or got into little groups and I was left on my own didn't know what to do so I told two stories and uh, like I said, I got 20 out of 20. I got an A-plus for the course. And people were like, you've struck upon something. You need to keep doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I, I started doing comedy for a while where I thought, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm, I mean, I've awesome. done, tr- I've tried many other things. <laughs> Not artistic, but uh, other jobs. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. failed miserably at them. Um, but this was like the the... that I've been doing the longest.
2: That's
1: awesome.
0: And I think I'm pretty good at it. (laughs) Definitely. You're still here.
1: (laughs) Did you go to university? I did not. Well, I went to college for a trade, but... That's awesome. Never, never went to university.
2: I was just thinking about how good it feels to get an A plus. Like just that, like, yes, moment of A (laughs) plus. I had a a course once called gender in the environment. We had to pick a topic that was gendered in nature, uh, to discuss. And this was, um, we picked human hair extensions. So it was like, where is the impact on the world gendered? And, It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Human hair is not regulated. It comes from, like, people who are poor. And by losing their... Like, by cutting off their hair, they're losing their social status. Yeah. It's, like, completely... The factories that put these hair extensions completely unregulated. Nobody wears PPE, personal protective equipment. Um, They, like, can have devastating environmental impacts the people who mostly wear hair extensions are people of color they're women we did this presentation for our class and we could have by the time that we finished gathering information could have taught an entire hour of this and we had to do a 10 minute presentation and everybody's mouths were so wide open in the class they were because like other people were like Simone Biles you know like oh we're gonna do like just these like look at gymnasts and see how it is it was like interesting topic but ours was like in depth had environmental impacts social impacts health impacts on people and just my teacher was like like slow clapped a plus at the end and like that a plus plus feeling and i have never like honestly (laughs) like i work for government now i don't get to like you don't get to like finish a lot of things no. when you are like a government worker you get to like start a lot of awesome projects have a lot of great conversations a lot of productive meetings but rarely do you ever get to like finish a project because yeah. they, they go on for years and they
1: go off to somebody else or exactly next yeah.
2: Yeah. and you like leave the job before it's done and so like just that like absolute satisfaction moment of getting an a plus totally. i crave it i crave it <laughs>
1: Uh, for me, like um, like I mentioned, I didn't go to university, but I did go to school to get a trade. Um, and I kind of know what you're talking about, that satisfaction, not so much about an A-plus, but like that finished product. Like for mm-hmm. me, it was like anytime you build something or you make something, like I need that like physical, like I can see what I worked on. It's right in front of me yes. and it's
2: done. And I, that was one thing I loved about that. Just to be <clears> clear, <throat> I value, I think getting a trade and getting a degree, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think one is better than the other because you're exercising your brain. You're like doing something. Oh, yeah. It's very cool.
0: One thing. Have you, when you started writing comedy, did you mine your jokes from your personal experience? Oh, yeah. Right. One thing I learned, because I do that as well, is you learn so much about yourself.
1: Oh, Mm. I can imagine. I
0: learned that I'm a completionist. (laughs) Like, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a completionist. It must be complete. Yeah. (laughs) So you were talking about when you complete something. Yeah. There's, I get the most, like I have, it's not even satisfaction. It's like, it's like, well, I had to do it. Yeah. Right. Otherwise I was not going to be happy.
2: Yeah. What, what would be the latter? Nothing. <laughs> you have to do it to get happy. Don't go into government then. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's <clears> in, uh, it's just, it's, it's so infuriating. You don't get to finish anything. My thing is I try to look at like every piece of a project as like the, as like a whole project. And so I feel satisfaction when I get to like, I do emergency management. And so I run emergency management exercises with uh, first nations communities, mostly is who I work with. And so when I get to do one of those exercises and we complete it and then we have like an after action review and like people say they learned things, I'm like, this is my A plus. (laughs) My A plus is you saying you understand something better. That is such a win to me. Totally. You got to take them where they come.
1: Absolutely. Um, Speaking of that, that satisfaction to like the visual satisfaction uh, for me when it comes to chores as well, like. I cannot stand the dishes. Vacuum, though. Like, if I can vacuum and I am wa- I can watch the crumbs get sucked up, like, I can vacuum for days. That visual, like, satisfaction. Like, you're done. You can step back and be like, look how
2: clean it is. It's like <laughs> someone, like scrape their nails really lightly down your like your uh your scalp yeah. when that happens Woo. like what a little rush a little <laughs> yeah. tingle on the body of like i vacuumed oh look how <laughs> clean it is you know what having a child must actually make it easier <laughs> to have more yeah. things to clean up i'm i'm i have an adult roommate who's also a clean freak so like we clean Constantly, So there's yeah. never any satisfaction. It's always just like... A
1: continuous... Oh, that's like mine too. But at least vacuuming, I get the satisfaction for at least a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: So this contest, is it a one-off thing? I I've asked you this before. Is it a one-off thing or is it something you want to continue doing?
1: Um, I definitely want to continue doing. I think um, just see where it goes, even if it's just like something for fun on the side for now. Um, I know that you guys do or not you necessarily but a lot of comedians will kind of do travel without northern bc to other communities Mm. for shows that's something that really intrigues me and interests me so maybe that would be a goal towards working towards for myself personally what about you
2: I think that I'd definitely do it again. I think I'm just going to keep working on jokes, and as I have more material, just kind of like expand it out. I think for me, like I have such wide ranging interests. Like I do pole dancing, and I want to do burlesque again, and I want to do comedy. For me, my goal right now is I want to be the MC at burlesque shows because you get such an opportunity to be a goofball and to like give people entertainment while you give performers time. Mm -hmm. I did a burlesque show once in Grand Prairie where we didn't have our own MC so we had to use an MC from there. And she would come up and be like, wasn't that great? All right, up next we (laughs) have... And it's like... I I, re- I was putting on I was doing a routine to Jimi Hendrix's fire I had to do two routines with only one person in between so that means that I have to take off everything including things that are taped to my sweaty body <laughs> which is like on the areas that you're about to like show and you can't have part of that come off especially not in Grand Prairie because that's illegal <laughs> if you don't have the right license for it and so I'm like taping things to my sweaty body like trying to redo my hair and makeup and I was putting on my pumps uh, right inside this door which opened inside and didn't have a window and this MC was like I don't know where she is let me go find her and slams this door into the top of my head and then was like get out there tiger (laughs) and so i had to go on stage having just been given a partial concussion i'm pretty sure and i was like come on baby let me burn into your fire and like the best (laughs)
1: warm-up from the best mc ever oh yeah just
2: like that crowd was so dead and like to me That's what comedians are for. If you're gonna be part of a variety show, you're keeping that crowd's energy up. Oh, yeah. And energy is so important when you're a performer of any kind. Yes. Energy from a crowd and like having people kind of have a give and take with you, you need that. So, Mm -hmm. like having somebody take the hit of being the first person on stage is so important. Like that first opener really sets the tone and i think actually that some of the local comedy shows have this one guy i'm not going to say his name he doesn't deserve any attention who just does the worst jokes they're just dark they're not funny and he always opens their shows and it's just like do you want to set the tone to like everybody hates everyone who's going to come on stage put this guy up first
0: (laughs) a couple things i prefer the red hot chili peppers version of Mm. fire (laughs) (laughs) And I have a comedian friend who used to MC burlesque shows in Vancouver. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, that was like his, his gig. And it, it, was, it was weird for him because the audiences are completely different from a, like a regular comedy show and a burlesque show. Mm-hmm. And he was not always able to make that transition. And he was like, well, f- f- screw you people. <laughs> I'm going to do burlesque shows. And Yeah that's where he found his like his little niche
1: totally and like you do um like you mentioned have to keep the energy of the crowd going and it's a cool different dynamic Mm -hmm. because you have like live performers and then you have um like in between so it yeah it's definitely even if like stand-up comedy on the stage isn't necessarily
2: our future jam the, the doors are open for a lot of other cool things i think for sure yeah, burlesque crowds are actually my favorite crowds of all time. There was this one guy um, who would always come I used to produce burlesque shows for the Foxy Follies from oh, nice! I used to be the person who booked the venue and who brought all the backstage stuff and who got the liquor license. And there was this one guy I'm not going to do this right in the microphone. He would always go
0: Yeah!
2: like that was his burlesque like instead of like woo
0: woo ow 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 he was
2: yeah every time and we love that guy he came to every show he he won an audience he was an audience member and he won the raffle once and we were all so excited that this we didn't even know his name we called him yeah guy and and we just loved him so much but like burlesque audience members are there to pump you up like if they weren't there to pump you up like why are why are you at a burlesque show unless you're there to like cheer on all bodies all expressions I've only ever seen two burlesque acts where people were like I'm a little bit weirded out by this (laughs) and one of them um, was these ladies there was like seven of them did a routine and it was supposed to be like a 50 shades of gray and they had a minute and a half of just standing there caressing each other and staring at the audience. It was deadpan. Everyone was like really... You can only like woo and clap for so long at this like one thing and they're literally just like caressing each other and it was very awkward. That is like the only time in a burlesque show I've ever had dead air. Oh no. And every other time it's just like filled with whoops, claps, people getting excited.
0: Burlesque shows were... I just want to give a shout out to Mike McGuire, local community. He's yeah. the only legit. He's the only legit MC in town. girls, they are meant to be like body, right? Yeah, yeah, and and fun, and all those things. Art, that, right?
2: Crafting, totally. Yeah, storytelling. Yeah, comedy. It's all the same. And,
0: yeah, comedy. And yeah, why why wouldn't an MC It'd have to fill that role? Right, are to be able to do those things.
2: Totally, and to bring the comedy to it, I think, um, like this one person who had done it at that show in Grand Prairie, I think they just were like the idea of an MC is I introduce the acts, but the idea of an MC to me, it's you're the master of ceremonies, you're in charge of the show, you keep the show going, you let the audience know what's happening. I also have emceed uh, for. Um, roller derby games because I'm a ref for roller derby but I've also I always hurt myself I hurt myself (laughs) like once a year terribly roller skating and I will continue to roller skate for the rest of my life and you just you you're there to explain to people what's happening so like if something's going on on the track i'm gonna tell them verbally and if it's like in the in between i'm gonna tell them about roller derby i'm gonna get them excited i'm gonna do some crowd participation like can i get a yeah from this side can i get a yeah from that side can i get a yeah from everybody and it's just it's so important to like keep that up so i think absolutely i gotta talk skill. to the gals about this it is a, it's skill. a skill
0: that not everyone <laughs> possesses
2: absolutely well when you've been an audience member i think that's another really important thing for comedy oh for me
1: it's like i've literally like mental notes i take mental notes all the time like just being in the audience all the time just like you look around and you kind of get a feel like you can feel that energy like you know when it's someone's doing good and someone's not doing so good like you can totally feel it so yeah just taking in um into consideration like body language and things that you really shouldn't say and all just all of that just from being like um in an audience member pretty
2: much the last 10 years in pg <laughs> so what are comedy? your top tips on uh body language
1: oh um definitely like you know like some people speak a lot with their hands like you really got like i feel like using your hands and stuff to talk is definitely going to help stage presence for me at least mm-hmm. with a purpose with a purpose like yes. I, I tell
0: comedians if you're going to move on stage do it with a purpose yes. don't just do it because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: exactly mm-hmm. using your space but like to add to what you have to say kind of thing. Exactly. Um, and then another one too is just reading the crowd. Like sometimes I know like some, like a joke might start one way, but not end another way. And like knowing when to like kind of change subject or like dip out from that one or like just mm-hmm. getting a read for the crowd, basically.
2: I think with my tight five, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sticking to the plan. <laughs> yeah. I've got a plan and I'm following through. I think that uh, your sister will be able to help you on your getting that nailed down. But wait, we already did this. The comedy contest already (laughs) happened. So she got it nailed down and she won. (laughs) We don't don't (laughs) know who's the winner.
0: You had had mentioned out of town shows. And I should mention that Kylie Lewis Holt and myself and Darren Guess are going to Van Roof. (laughs) Oh, road trip. (laughs) April 29th. It's at Scott's Grill. Uh, tickets are twenty bucks it's eight, eight o'clock. Uh, we were there before didn't get much of an audience. We got a a, a high school basketball team. Oh up. Nice. <laughs> 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 What was funny about that that show was um I do this joke about do you guys know what pretendians are
2: yeah you, I as think a, I can get the idea but. Yeah, from, as a white Métis person, I am very familiar with pretendians <laughs> okay. and being called one
0: it's a combination of two words pretend you can probably yeah. tell from the context, and so i asked the audience if they had heard of this and they're you know they're these young boys and they started pointing to this empty chair and i'm like oh is that person pretending to be indian and they're like yeah 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 right and they're getting a little too excited and he comes out of the washroom <laughs> oh, no. and i find out they're pulling my leg because he is actually an indian <laughs> his name was raj
2: <laughs> oh, shit. oh no!
1: Uh,
0: Language. Sorry, <laughs> I said oh shit. Sh- 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 sh. <laughs> so that is, that is a good goal to yeah. work towards. Totally. Um, to be chosen. Do you have a vehicle?
1: I do have a vehicle. Yes. Because <laughs> that's
0: what they say in the business: it, to be to be a good opener, have a solid twenty and a vehicle. Twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got five to open.
2: Okay, maybe I'll work towards twenty. <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> Yeah, like if it's
0: just a headliner and an opener. They oh. want okay, fair 20. enough. Yeah,
2: that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because then you could just, the two of you can go.
1: Yeah. I'm curious, have you ever in your comedy career opened for anybody that you were like super stoked to open for?
0: Um, Don Bernstick, the first nice. time. Nice. I did it at the Roland Dome.
2: Sweet. Nice.
0: Um, there have been others like um, Howie Miller. Oh, cool. Who, he's indigenous. He's from nice. in Edmonton. Um super stoked. That's that's what it.
1: Nice. Do you have any like goals with your comedy? Like where do you want to be with comedy?
0: Um I'd like to make it a career. Nice. Where I don't have to like find grants to produce documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> um I'd like to go to Montreal for just for laughs. Um I'm uh the closest I got was it, I did The Yukon Not Yellowknife Okay, yeah Um, There was a scout From Just for Laughs Montreal Mm. She was there Um, The following night I spoke to her I said What did you think of my act? And she's like It was great She goes You did great But you all did great and you're like, oh. <laughs> but she didn't say it like that. Yeah. It, but that's, the, that's what I got from it. Because yeah. I was there for the Canadian North Arctic Comedy Festival. Oh, neat. On the Indigenous night. And there was a bunch of Indigenous comedians, Chad Anderson, uh, Brenda Prince, and some guys from Inuvialic, who I cannot pronounce her name. <laughs> um, Howie Miller was the headliner. Um, and so, yeah, she was there to like scout because they're looking for Indigenous comedians. And so yeah, she goes yeah, you you did great, but you all did great, which is like (laughs) saying you're special, but you're all we're all special, special. so no one is special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, therefore
1: you are not. (laughs) But then
0: I found out she is no longer a scout for she no longer works for JFL, and they have a new guy. Mm. So I'm we now follow each other on uh, Instagram. So I'm gonna have to DM him. Yeah, slide into his DM. Slide into his (laughs) Like, do you have the tape from my set? Oh, that would be so cool. Because I I killed. Yeah. That uh, would be so my, cool. I mean, at this point in my career, if I can't kill in eight minutes, like crush eight minutes, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping he gets to see that tape and considers me for Montreal. Yeah, that so would that, be so that's cool. one of the goals. I'd like to go to Winnipeg as well for mm-hmm. the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, Halifax Comedy Festival.
2: That'd be nice. <clears throat>
0: Maybe start doing casinos in the States. Heck yeah. Um, things like that. But
2: I always tell my bestie, I'm like, you're pretty enough. You should be on APTN. <laughs> 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 like, you're indigenous, you should be on you're abtn, ABTN. <laughs> Like, i mean, like, all you need to do it is like do anything for get an acting, it doesn't matter. I'm like, you should I've be on ABTN. You've great. been on it three times. I didn't even know we were sitting sh- in your presence this, this, of an APTN star.
0: The show called First Talk, um, the show called The New Canoe, and some other program. I oh. Which one.
2: This reminds me, okay. So, you guys ever see the CBC Gem series called First Contact?
1: I haven't. I think I feel like
2: I've
0: yes. seen a commercial for it.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, it's about the it's a, they take like the... six Canadians who need some cultural oh, experiences. Oh, yes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, some cultural, yeah, humility maybe. And <laughs> uh, they take them out to all these communities around Canada and they try to give them uh, like an education and like real Indigenous issues so mm-hmm. that they build empathy. Yeah, I tried to put that in an email at work. And I don't know if you guys realize, but the name First Contact probably shouldn't be a name of a television show because my computer in the government gave me the red screen of death because it thought it was something else. Oh no. Yeah. I'm going to let that one sink in for you guys, but they let this TV show, I can't say exactly what it was because we're on the radio now, (laughs) but they thought it was something else to do with children. Let's just say that like something bad. So TV show first contact, think about your names, (laughs) think about your names in so many different contexts.
0: Uh, in the last two minutes here, anything you want to add to close it up?
2: Congratulations, Sarah,
0: on winning the <laughs> Comedy
2: Clash.
1: Oh, thank you. I'll split this $200 <laughs> with you. <laughs>
0: that's all that, I've got.
1: No, I just want to say, like, again, um, super stoked to have been here. And yeah, that's, that's about it.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad there, there's uh, new blood. Yeah, me too. Fresh, <laughs> New faces, fresh meat. <laughs> diversity.
2: It is so great to have diversity, though. I actually thought that this was the same comedy company as the other shows that I'd seen. And I was when I found out who you guys were, I was like, this is great. Yes. I'm excited about this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Me too. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, an exciting show. Um, hopefully... Uh, well, the thing is, the winner is actually going to open for Kylie Lewis Holt on the following night. Oh. I think we might just invite everyone back.
2: That would be so That'd cool. Be so so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, about uh, if you're going to Vanderhoof, all you got to do is just download Tinder, put up, like, you know, a pretty girl's face, and then just tell all these thirsty vanderhoof guys that there's a comedy show tonight and i'll be there baby oh you will have a, soul. <laughs> you will have a oh, full show. audience because those <laughs> vanderhoof guys are thirsty <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so this has been the comedian stable here on 93.1 cfis fm i'm your host brian major tonight my guests were
2: shannon williams
1: and sarah jones
0: thank you for listening and you can listen on spotify